Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Wheeler, Cycle, Line A, scores! I don't believe my eyes. Wheeler gets a hat trick. Oh my goodness. It's a number. Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. February started off so nicely for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, 9-3 decision over top of the Anaheim Ducks. It's been tough sledding ever since. Uh, the Jets just wrapped up a three-game homestand here at Bell MTS Place. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. I'm Jamie Thomas, alongside Tyler Esquivel, and, of course, Mitchell Clinton across the table from me. Gentlemen, a homestand... That started off well, again, uh, with a win on top of the New York Rangers, then the uh, Jets fall to the Colorado Avalanche, and then lose in overtime to the Ottawa Senators. Um, concern at this point, I know Paul Maurice is there's some concern in the game right now. He nipped it in the bud with the media on uh, Saturday night, but any concern with you, Tyler, as uh, the Jets get ready for this three-game road trip? Well, I mean, I'll sort of defer my answer to what Coach said. Let's just put this in a package here, right? I don't love our game right now. We're at a point in the season that every team has where you're where you're struggling to do some pretty basic things at times, right? But your overall speed will come off that confidence, how we move the puck, our physicality. There, there isn't anything right now. You just see the way the legs are moving out there. Normally very quick people aren't. Um, so we'll, we'll get some rest here over the next three days, and then we'll get back to work. Obviously, if he's concerned, you know, the guy knows a thing or two about hockey. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll defer to that. Um, just, you know, my eye test of the whole thing is, you know, this is something that I think we haven't seen the team go through in the last few years. And, you know, it's just a natural thing sort of running its course. Um, you know, hopefully they're able to correct things as they head out on the road in, against Colorado on Wednesday night. Uh, you know, there, there's parts of their game that you definitely like, and then there's parts that they don't. You know, we talk about the power play. That's having some issues right now. Um, one of the bright spots is goaltending. So I, I think we'll talk about it all kind of as we get along here in the podcast. But uh, definitely some areas that the team needs to improve on. There, there's no question about that. But um, I have full faith that they'll fix this. We will get into the power play here momentarily, Mitch. Uh, watching these games and, of course, that, that three-game road trip out east, uh, what have you seen from the t- club that – has you, if concerned at all, or concerned? Uh, I think the other thing to keep in mind is it's 11 games in 20 days. Yeah. Uh, so that'll definitely, like, yes, granted you've had the uh, player break, all-star break in uh, January, but it's not uh, easy to play at the level that you have to uh, to be competitive in the National Hockey League every single night. And then you never know uh, also what kind of injuries are being you know, played with at the mm-hmm. time. So all those things considered, I mean, none of the guys in that dressing room would use it as an excuse, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, they hold themselves to a pretty high standard. And Tyler Myers, I think, said it really well after the uh, after the loss uh, in overtime, where he basically just said, you know, you get to this point of the season, you're where we are in the standings. Sometimes you have to kind of manufacture that hype, and mm-hmm. it's it can get tough to do. Sometimes the challenge when you've had so much success and you are where we are in the standings, uh, you know, you almost have to create a little bit of uh, hype for yourself going into a game uh, at this stage. And, you know, for the most part, I think we've been pretty good at it. I just, you know, every team goes through a tough stretch at some point, facing a little adversity right now. you know, we'll get our life back and have finish a finish a good last twenty here. And have to do it on a repetitive basis. So, 
I think, you know, a couple of days, this is the first time for a little while where the Jets have three days before, uh, before a game. So I think this will be an important uh, time of rest for the team. You look at who the Jets have played in the month of February, and when you talk about manufacturing energy and trying to get to that, that level that you need to do to win the National Hockey League, you've played Ottawa twice in eight days. You've played a Rangers team that's certainly not going to be in, in contention for a Stanley Cup this year. They're talking about selling off a bunch of names. Ottawa's in that same boat, and also Colorado comes in here, uh, had one win in their past 10 games. So the players and coaches have touched upon the fact you're playing some pretty desperate teams and also some teams that aren't playing with a lot of energy right now. So it's uh, it, you can see why the Jets are struggling the way they are with these teams that are coming in. Uh, but now... One other issue you're kind of looking at, you, another thing we're not used to, especially in the last season in a bit, is the power play struggling. And earlier on it was because Dustin Bufflin was out and teams were cheating towards Patrick Laine and cheating towards Mark Shifley. And now you're in an 0-for-19 stretch here over the last seven games. You had Dustin Bufflin back for a little bit. Mind you, he did not play against the Ottawa Senators. I just haven't seen that same zip in the, in, in the with the man advantage that you're so used to seeing. Again, this is something that's going to happen. You're going through your peaks and valleys in any NHL season. But, Mitch, are you seeing stuff that you maybe we haven't seen from the Jets' power play that uh, that is causing these types of problems? Well, uh, it's hard to say, really, because sometimes, you know, the power play is one of those things that can get hot and can run in the way it did earlier in the season. Uh, I just think it's seeming like there's a lot more uh, pressure. And, actually, it's interesting when I asked Blake – after the game against Colorado, uh, the Jets had a number of shots blocked and go off sticks and everything. He said the Fords, you know, have to do a little bit of a better job to give the defenseman something to shoot at. But he's noticed defensively, and I don't know if this is exactly the case on the penalty kill, but he's noticed defensively a lot of teams are just collapsing in on the house. So there's not a whole lot of room for Wheeler to, as good of a passer as he is, to get any sort of play into Mark Shifley in the middle. Yeah or to Patrick Laine or whoever it is on the, on the far side either. So it's getting real tough for the, for the Jets to make plays, uh, and they're a playmaking team. So I think, like I said, these, these next few days will, will help a little bit. Uh, just a nice time for guys to, to just kind of reset and then come back to the rink uh, ready to play the last 20 or so games. Yeah, the Jets will return to practice on Tuesday before departing for Denver. Uh, you know what? It's a unique podcast as well. It's the first time we've kind of brought somebody that's not a uh, either a hockey player or a general manager or uh, a coach, uh, but we have a special guest this week here on Ground Control. It is the uh, star running back from the hometown Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Andrew Harris, who was kind enough to, to join me at, uh, the other day recording of the podcast and also took some questions from the fans on Twitter. So here's that special conversation uh, with the all-star running back from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Andrew Harris. Shop where the players shop. Jets gear and truenorthshop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets gear locations or shop online at truenorthshop.com. This is Adam Lowry. You're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Please welcome to Ground Control, our first uh, professional football player, uh, Andrew Harris from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, is uh, kind enough to join us today. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Beautiful sunny day in Winnipeg, so I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing I, I learned quickly moving here from Ontario. I forgot about when the sun is out. It's cold, but at least you get to see the sunshine. Uh, we just talked about this moments ago. Uh, you're, are you at that point now where you're getting a little stir crazy? You want to get back into the swing of things? And I'm talking about preparing for, for the upcoming football season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, 
I mean, it's, it's always nice after the season's done, you know, to kind of get a break, um, to kind of step away for a bit. But, you know, our off seasons are, you know, five to six months long. And, uh, yeah, you do get you do get a little bored. You look a little stir crazy. And, you know, it's it's nice to try to, to break it up with, with traveling and, and doing certain things. And other side of it, too, is it's, it's hard to it's hard to practice football, you know, on your own, you know, and, and mm-hmm. hockey, you, can go, you can go on the ice and you can work on certain skills. But, you know, with football, it's, it's kind of hard to, to, to get to get to work on certain skill sets unless you you know you have a, have a bunch of guys that you can kind of work on things with so um, but yeah you know there's there's definitely pros and cons to uh, to off seasons and uh, you know it, it is it is all in all it is nice to get a break but sometimes it just uh, gets a little long winded. Uh, at what point for you is the average where you're like fully healed and you, you want to? I know each year is different for for bumps and bruises but what's the average time where you you're like you feel 100 percent and you want to get going again? Um, honestly, it's, uh, it just depends on the season and, and how I feel after the season. I mean, after, after this season, it, it was kind of wild. But, you know, I had, you know, over three touches, uh, which is, which is probably the highest. I think it was the highest in CFO, but, um, health wise, I, I didn't really have any extra bruises and, and, you know, those are not beat up or there's been other, other seasons where, you know, I've had less touches, but for some reason, I'm just a little more beat up. So it just depends on how the body's reacted throughout the season. Uh, you know, I I probably could have started. I mean, I started started playing beer league hockey right after the uh, right after the season. You know, so I, I was I was out and moving around the way and playing some basketball. So, um, you know, I, my body felt good. So it just comes down to the point now where okay, where 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 is the where is that fine line of getting back into training and and really starting to punish the body, um, in, in a football in a football sense, um, mm-hmm. you know, because because you you for me, I, you know, I'll be 32 this year. I've uh, been playing playing in this league for 10 years now. And, um, you know, I got to be smart of how how I prepare and, and how I attack the season. Because if I start too soon, then you know I'll, I'll fizzle out. You know, training camp or week five or week six. And you know, as you guys know in the hockey world, you want to you want to be consistent and and you know have that same um, that same fire and that same stride. You know, all the way through the season. Free agency has begun in the Canadian Football League. Do you recall a time like this where there's so many big names moving uh, around from team to team? No, this is this is this is nothing like I've ever seen. And, uh, I mean, for all the guys that we had on our team that, you know, I knew that wanted to sign, my advice to them was, was to sign early because, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, come come now, you know, there's just so many guys that are, um, you know, available. And, uh, you know, it kind of kind of becomes that supply and demand kind of, you know, sort of feel. So, you know, there's so many guys to pick from, so many guys to choose from. You know, you're not always going to get uh, the deal you like or, you know, on the team that you, that you like to play at. So um, there's just more options. So, I mean, yeah, this, this is nuts. I mean, um, the West, uh, the West was already, you know, the stronger conference, and it just became that much more stronger. I think, you know, we got uh, a lot of guys, the top top echelon guys coming over from the East to the West, and, um, you know, but uh, a lot of guys to switch sides and switch teams, and you know, it, you never know. Uh, the CFL is always uh, really tough to judge, of, you know, where, yeah. where teams are going to be at, but this year is going to be a bit, like it's, it's it's really a crapshoot of, you know, how it's all going to end up, how it's going to play out. How do you balance the emotions of losing a teammate and welcoming new teammates, Andrew, every year? Well, I mean, it's it's a little bit different for us uh, compared to hockey, I would say, because you know we you know we have so many guys, right? So yeah. our rosters, our rosters are around 70, 70 guys, um, you know, in one room. So you know, you're definitely gonna have have guys you're gonna get closer with. You know, I would say every year there's probably um, you know probably eight to ten guys that really really get to know. And then you really try your best to to get to know everyone, but it's just it's just impossible. There's just so, so many guys, and then you get you get guys getting traded, or at least you know um, guys retire, you know injuries, you know. So there's so many things that happen throughout the season, but 
you know, there's there's definitely a handful of guys that you can get to know. And, you know, Sook Chung was one of those guys who was our offensive uh, our offensive guards. Um, you know, he just signed uh, with, with BC. Um, you know, I, I was in conversations with him for, for a while and, and talking to him about what he was going to do. And, you know, I'm happy for him that he was able to, you know, you know, get the contract he wanted and, and be able to get home. And, um, but, you know, there, you know, that's a, that's a guy right there that, uh, you know, I went to battle with him, you know, personally, I'm in the huddle, you know, got to know him really well. And, uh, you know, it always sucks to see, uh, to see a good buddy and a good friend uh, move on, but you're also happy for them for, for their own personal reasons as well. Oh, let's switch things here a little bit, Andrew. Uh, do you watch free agency on July 1 for the National Hockey League? I know yeah, you're in the middle of camp and everything, the season started, but do you pay attention to it? I, you know, I, it, more so this in the last few years with the, with the Jets being back, um, I definitely pay attention to it a lot more. Um, you know, honestly, I, I grew up uh, a, a Red Wings fan because, you know, the Jets went around. So, you know, now that they've been back for the last, you know, the last few years and, you know, I've gotten to to become a become a fan again. So um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely more in tune to to what's going on and and you know looking at possible possibilities and um, you know just how 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 the team can be better and, and analyzing that way from from a fan standpoint. So it kind of makes it fun that way. How much hockey do you watch then? I, I know there must be a big difference between in season and during the off season, but certainly how much do you end up watching now that the Jets are back? Um, I, I probably get to go to around, you know, maybe 15, 15, 20 games a, a year. Wow. Um, which is, which is great. And then, um, you know, depending on my schedule, I mean, I'm coaching my daughter's soccer in the evenings and stuff. So, um, you know, that limits going to games and watching the games on TV and stuff. So, but, uh, you know, I, I watch a fair bit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely always in tune if they're playing, you know, uh, how the game's going, you know, I always get the alerts set on my phone and stuff, but, uh, I'm definitely definitely in, in tune as, as a fan and, and enjoy uh, um, you know being a part of of, of the other side of uh, you know the professional side of things and, and enjoying just watching watching the games and, and being excited about the team. What kind of fan are you? Are you like uh, super passionate? Like are you loud? Or when you're watching at home on your TV, or are you pretty more or more laid back? What type of fan are you at home and then say when you're at the rink? Uh, I'm. I don't know. It depends. I mean, it, I guess it depends on the drinks I've had at the rink. Or at home, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's yeah. I mean, it, it's it's kind of all over the place. But I, I like to observe the game. I mean, I don't get too too emotional. Um, mm-hmm. I know I've I've been around watched games with buddies and you know they're calling out players and they're you know trying to trying to be armchair quarterbacks. I don't know what the what the what the comparison in hockey would be, but. Yeah, um, you know they're just trying to. They, they think they know what's going on, but you know, for me, I'm I'm just trying to just understand and and feel and and get what what guys are going through. And you know, I think we have a long season, but I mean, 82 games is is a long season, and there's a lot of things that go on and injuries and you know, you know, whether a guy's in a slump or you know, personal reasons that you know, personal things are going on. So I understand you know the ins and outs of being a professional athlete and. You know, um, so when when that kind of stuff happens, I, I don't I don't take it too personally or, or get too personal about it, but uh, more so just enjoy the game. I I, I think I'd probably be a laid back kind of guy, um, and just kind of um, I like to watch I like to watch how the play is set up, and not so much just worried about who's scoring goals and you know who's uh, who's not playing well and you know in that in that aspect. So uh, if that makes sense, I guess. But um, it does, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you became friends with a couple of the Jets. Uh, Andrew Kopp, Nikolai Ehlers have been around. Uh, Adam Lowry's been to a couple of games. You recently played uh, catch with Mark Shifley, Jacob Truba. W- how does that change how you feel about the Jets now that you're getting to know guys on a more personal level? Uh, I mean, I think it just gives um, just gives you a little more insight of what kind of guys they are. 
um, and it's funny. I, I mean, I talked about this uh, when, when we did the little segment, but it's it's funny because when you when as an athlete, I think you know when when people um, who aren't professional athletes see you, they, they 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 look at you in a different way, and, and I think that you know it resonates. You know, whether it's it's cross sports too, you just got to realize that um, these guys are young men. You know, they're uh, you know they they're really good at the sport. But they're, they're they're still people, and you know they're mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're still they're still breathing souls, and and you know there's lots of uh, there's lots of great guys that uh, play the game, and and it's just it's great to know them on a, on a personal level. Um, I think I think it helps me enjoy enjoy going to the games a little more, just because you know you have uh, you know a bit of a friendship there, and um, you know it just just get I definitely get a lot more excited when you know when Conor either score a goal than when anyone else does. So I mean uh, that that always helps too. So it's uh, it's, it's good. It's, it's made me more of a fan and getting to know them and, uh, um, you know, again, it's just, just more of the personal side of things, which is which is great for me. What did you think of Andrew Kopp's arm? It was good, man. I, you could definitely see that he, uh, that he had, some, had some natural abilities there. You know, he had played. And um, I was I was actually – I found it more humorous. Of what he was and just wanted to stay out there for – he probably had to stay out there for three hours. Um, no. catching the ball and, you know, so – but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Kopp, you could tell that he, uh, he could play – he played some ball and – um, you know, once he kind of got comfortable, that you, you could just see that it was a, it was a natural release, a natural throw, which was which was cool to see. Have you ever taken a teammate to a jet game that has never seen hockey before? Um, I've been to a jet game with Matt Nichols, our quarterback, and yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't really understand what was going on. Um, um, I, I pretty much any of the football guys. There's there's some guys. I mean, there's probably four guys in the locker room that had played hockey before, maybe five. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, but other than that, like it's and it's and it's, and it's usually you know I hate to say it, it's the white Canadians that are the hockey players you know <laughs> other than that no one no one knows much about hockey or, or even how to skate for that matter so um, so it's yeah it's it's good to have some teammates that uh, you can kind of talk about the game with and uh, you know go go to games with but uh, not a lot of guys have, have been and, and don't even know how to skate so uh, I know I know Adam Bighill or I'm a linebacker he's, he's yeah. trying to teach his, his son how to skate so. It's kind of funny seeing some of the videos of him pushing his center around. I was like, you know what? I don't know who needs the lessons more, the dad or the, or the son here. So, <laughs> you know, um, it's kind of it's kind of funny to see these guys, uh, which is great. But they're they're embracing uh, they're embracing, you know, a, a Canadian game, and and you know, a lot of their you know their kids are, are born here now, and, and you know, a lot of the a lot of the kids at their schools are skating and things. So it's it's great that they're trying to get their kids, uh, you know, a part of our culture and and part of a you know a game that's. Uh, so big in our in our city and in and in, in our country as well. So it's uh, it's cool that they're embracing it. What's the one thing that your football teammates kind of misunderstand about hockey? A common thing? Um, I don't really know. I I, I think they just uh, they don't appreciate the skill set that goes down with it. I think right. Um, you know, I've just heard comments like, "Oh, I could skate. I could I could play." And I'm like, "No, nah, just because you can skate doesn't mean you can play." Um, <laughs> you know, even 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 on like their rink playing shimmy. Um, yeah, you know, there, there's a whole other side of uh, you know, seeing stick handling, shooting, you know, being able to receive a pass, make a pass. You know, there's a lot of things that uh, people understand. But uh, that's that's probably the biggest thing is that you know, it's just more than it's more than just being able to, to skate on on the ice. Uh, how exciting was it for you uh, as a fan of their playoff run last year? And how excited are you about this team? I mean, the, the coolest part about it was uh, you know just seeing the excitement and you know how many people are coming down downtown and. And trying to be a part of, of of you know the playoffs there and, and just yeah the, the passion in in the city for for sports was amazing to see. 
um, you know, and even on our football side of things, you know, just understanding, you know, how, how excited people get about playoffs, how, how excited mm-hmm. people get about the games, and, uh, you know, going deep in the playoffs, you know, whether it be football or hockey, you know, just how passionate people are about that. So, um, you know, and also, too, I mean, like, there, there hasn't been, you know, two professional teams in this league, in, in the city that have, you know, been playoff contenders and, and, and yeah. championship contenders. So, you know, like, to, to, to have the possibility of, you know, winning a great cup and a, and a Stanley Cup, uh, you know, in, in, in Winnipeg would be uh, would be pretty amazing. So that's definitely something that gets me excited and, and um, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, the Jets have a, a strong possibility. You know, for us in the last two, two three years, we've, you know, we, we've definitely, you know, we're definitely getting in and knocking that door as well. So um, that's exciting for, for, for me, and I know it's exciting for, for the rest of the city. If the Jets win a Stanley Cup, are you at the parade? Absolutely. I'll be there. Um, I mean, uh <laughs> In some way or fashion, um, uh, I mean, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be around for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely something I want to want to take in and, and, and embrace. And um, I don't know, it'll probably be somewhere around training camp in week one. So hopefully we'll have the time off to do that. But uh, you know, it'll definitely be something to take part of. So is Coach O'Shea that that type of guy that would give you the time off to do that? Well, he is a hockey guy, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't know how uh, how much time he likes. To give us off, but uh, <laughs> he's definitely a big hockey guy, and uh, you know he, he played the game. I, played, I think he played junior A or junior B or something like that. So you know he, he was a pretty good hockey player himself. So, uh, um, but yeah, he def, definitely enjoys the game. But yeah, I don't know, I don't know about the, the time off part of things. But uh, it was funny because I don't know if you guys remember after um, uh, the, tit- the Titans were uh, the Tennessee Titans, yep. had, uh, the old line. Um, you know, they had the catfish or whatever. Down in Nashville, yeah. Yeah, down in Nashville. So I, I told the guys, I was like, if they if they win if they win this next game, I'm like, I'm taking I'm getting tickets for for seven these seven guys. And we're going to the Jets game. We're, we're right. reading that whole thing. We're gonna do it better. Now. So, uh, but then obviously we're in we're mid season there, and they were out of season, so it would have been it would have been a little bit tough to do. But uh, um, I think we're like, yeah, we're getting close to the playoffs there when that was going on, but. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh it's definitely something that the guys have been pumped out about to, to to be a part of, and um you know again there's there's those handful of guys that uh, that you get the game and watch the game and and, and like to, like to go to them as well, so it's great to enjoy that with them. Can you imagine Bell MTS Place if you guys are there drinking beer during the game in the playoffs? So, yeah, they're, yeah they're what, what, I don't know. I don't know what we, we what could we drink out of like juice. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying uh, to think. Yeah, yeah what's, what's like a what's like a what's like a no. You're from here, so you'd have to tell me that one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like uh maybe like a pickerel or something. Oh one yeah. Of, one of the lakes. <laughs> <laughs> when the linemen has to go get it though, that's the thing. So that's for that's, sure, yeah. With yeah. the band. band. Um the fans have been kind enough to write in on, on Twitter and uh, to ask you some questions. I'm actually pretty impressed with a lot of them. And this one's not football related, but it's kind of your uh, Oak Park high school gym teacher, Mr. Cassano. Did you ever get on his bad side? That's from Dave Dawson. Uh, no, I don't think so. He, he was always good. I mean, he, he was always trying to get me to come play. Ba- he was a basketball coach as well, and he was always trying to get me to uh, to come out and play basketball. And uh, I was always really good on defense. He always wanted me to come and cover the cover cover their 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 point guard or you know their big shooter and something. So that uh, you know, I did I did make it out to probably half the games uh, in my in my last year in grade twelve. Um, you know, playing playing three sports in in high school is so tough. I mean, in, in hockey, football, basketball, they all combine at, at some point and uh you know there's there's games where I'd, or days when i'd go football games to, to a hockey game and have basketball practice at night and then you know we'd get home at 10 30 and just be exhausted so 
um, you know, the play, playing two sports at once was, was always really tough. Uh, at Bubble Winnipeg Radio asks, what kind of hockey player are you, and what's your go-to Sally? Um, well, when I when I was when I was in my prime, I guess you'd say I was I, <laughs> I was I was I'm still a fast player, but yeah. I was definitely a fast guy. Um, you know, was 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 a guy that had pretty good hands. Um, was able to set guys up. I'd always, I'd always, my, my last couple of years in high school, I, I think I led the team in penalty minutes and in scoring. So um, I definitely didn't back down from anyone, and um, I was always kind of fiery that way. So uh, I mean, I guess a mix of a, a playmaker, um, tricky guy, but you know, I'd also be able to, uh, to to stretch the ice and 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 you know, use my speed that way. Uh, at space underscore junkie one asks, uh, what made you choose to play football instead of hockey? Uh, it just came to a point where um, when I was playing, just about to go to play midget AAA, and I played summer hockey the year before that, and it was just it was just got to, to be too expensive. Um, so I ended up just stopped playing, I stopped playing AAA, and, and I played high school, which was a little bit less competitive. And uh, and then yeah, football kind of just took over in my life, and uh, ended up going that route. So, um, but yeah, it was it was it was tough. It was tough. I mean, hockey still. And uh, you know, probably, probably, my, it, it'd be hard for me to choose which which sport I love more. Uh, let, let me let me just say that now, even at, at this juncture in my life. So you know, it's definitely a game I miss and love. And um, you know, I, but I still, you know, obviously, I'm able to get out and play as much as I can in the off season. And I definitely take full advantage of that. Uh, Kent wants to know he or he says we've got room for him in our beer league hockey team's roster for a Grand Forks tournament, March 15th to the 17th. Are you interested? Oh man, I got so many. I got, I got so many. I did that. I did one beer league team uh, thing, and I get I get so many invites now. So I I'm not going to pleasantly decline. Um, I'm playing lots of hockey right now, so I appreciate it. Um, maybe another time though, I can come out. But uh, Grand Forks tournament seems a bit of a, a bit of a, a push. Yeah, That's, <laughs> yeah. we'll get Coach O'Shea to handle these from now on. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> uh, at hockey, Chris Mick asks, uh, who is the funniest Bombers player? Funniest Bombers player. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I can't even imagine the characters in your life. Uh, well, honestly, honestly, the funniest guy to me is, is our long snapper, Chad Rempel. Um, okay. He's, he's the oldest player in the room. I think he's 38 this year. Um, but he's kind of just kind of seen it all, been there, done that. Um, he's just a big goof. Um, he should be, you know, he is the most mature guy, but he's also the biggest, the biggest, the goofiest guy um, in our locker room. So, you know, he's always playing pranks on people, and he is, he is our phantom. So, guys are out of line, you know, he deals with them, and um, there's always a, you know, a good laugh or two, you know, just based on that. So, it's probably say Chad Rimple. Uh SK wants to know better non-sport career success: Andrew Harris in the NHL or Dustin Bufflin in the CFL? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, we haven't seen Buff uh, padded up yet, so that's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> It'd be great to see that. It'd be great to see. Uh, I would. I would. I would, I would oh, yeah, okay. I could actually. We should. We should. We should it'd, be, it'd be cool, like to to, to do a flip. You can Buff can come play tailback for a game, and I'll come play yeah. defense for a game. Oh, so. could you imagine Buff <laughs> going to the offensive line? Like, <laughs> no doubt. He's this is big as some of the uh, if you were on this Jets team now, who would your line mates? Who would you choose for your line mates? Um, I would choose. Like I said, you know, the two guys that I got to know. Um, it'd be kind of cool to uh, to play on the. I think Ewan plays left wing. I could play right wing. Cop could play center. It'd be great. There we go. Sign it up. Uh, Chuck wants to know if you'd like to do a Jets practice with the Jets. 
That'd be awesome, yes. actually. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think, I, th- I think we're, um, I think we might be going to skate for for uh, for a day or I know an hour or so. But uh, that'd be awesome just to come and to, to go and skate with the guys and um, and 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 be able to uh, to to embrace all that. But uh, you know, maybe you can help me out with that, Jamie. Let's set it up. We're trying to figure that out actually, as the schedule gets a little bit tighter, and we are in the midst of working that out. So hopefully, something if not this year, then next year for sure, because it was so great to be at uh, the stadium with you guys that one day and watch you guys go to work. And it, it was really fun to watch. Last one for you, and the best one. This is from Carly. What's your favorite thing about playing in Winnipeg? Uh, favorite thing, um, you know, obviously my hometown. Uh, I was away from Winnipeg for close to 10 years with my junior career and, and, and playing professional over 10 years actually and uh just coming home now it's, it's been amazing to, to play in front of friends and family um and it, it, it's become more than football and, you know i said this since i've gotten back and mm-hmm. you know, when i when i when i when i step on the field um you know yes i want to win the game for for our team but it's it's it's, it's there's, a, there's a certain pride and uh, and that's the same thing for saying how passionate this this the city is for sports and and the football team and and then hockey and um you can you can just feel it um you can feel that vibe and and you know it just just makes this makes playing the game that much more fun makes the game that much more exciting and um you know there's there's just much more on the line than you know just just the game so um it, it's it's definitely helped revamp my career and and you know brought in a certain element out of my game and. And, and I'm just enjoying playing the game a lot more than I was when, when I was out in Vancouver. So um, definitely, definitely enjoying it and, and loving it. And uh, coming back to Winnipeg was, was the best move I made uh, as far as my career. Well, last year was a tremendous season for you and the Bombers, Andrew. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I hope to see you uh, around the rink soon. And then uh, also wish you all the best when training camp gets going because it looks like a pretty exciting team because the Bombers are putting together ahead of the 2019 season. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, we'll see you around soon. See. Lightning, watch it. Scores! Damn. Oh, what a save by Connor Halliburton. Rise. Blake Wheeler. All Winnipeg Jets single-game tickets for the 2018-19 season are now on sale. Choose the matchup you want to see and pick your seats today by visiting winnipegjets.com slash tickets. A tremendous conversation with Andrew Harris. Uh, you can tell asking him if, about the opportunity when he had to make the choice between choosing football and hockey, you can tell the fire still burns within him that he wants to play hockey pretty bad. And uh, he says he's a great fan uh, when he's here at the rink, depending if he's had a couple of beers or not, which is one of my favorite answers <laughs> that he gave in the conversation. So uh, he says he's a very patient fan. But it's interesting. I know you guys have talked to Andrew Harris uh, when you did that feature with him. Uh, of course, Andrew Kopp and Mark Shifley were over at the Bomber Stadium as well, and you could just tell whenever he just how much he still loves hockey, still oh, yeah. loves yeah. the game. Yeah, sure. just you, you could, when we were just asking about kind of his high school, like, career and all that kind of stuff, he was just, you could just tell it was a game that he really, really enjoyed playing and, and loves to, to keep up with as, as much as he can. Uh, when, obviously, time permits, he's uh, paid a fair chunk of change to do what he does for a living, uh, so you, you never want to compromise that, but... Uh, Whenever he's got a chance, you know, he uh, gets on the ice whenever he can. You got to wonder, you know, pro athletes that, you know, have sort of a, an affinity for another sport like mm-hmm. that, um, 
just how freeing it feels to go and do something like that and not feel the pressures that you normally feel in the sport that you're paid to play. Like, you know, you talk about Andrew Harris playing hockey, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Connor Hellebuck, Mark Shifley playing golf, tennis, what have you. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's really cool to see somebody who's paid to play a sport be just as excited to go and play another sport, um, but for different reasons. Yeah, it was it was a great interview. He's a great sport. His daughter wasn't feeling well, so we uh, missed out on having him here. But uh, he was the opportunity to come here and skate with the Winnipeg Jets was one of the questions. Do you want to skate with your Jets buddies? And again, the the passion started coming through again. He's like, "You can set that up for me." And uh, we're trying. We're, we're try- trying, Andrew. We are trying to get this done, and, and it will likely happen within the next uh, this not this season. If it doesn't happen this year, we'll certainly get it done uh, the following season in 2018, 20 or 2019. I'm getting ahead of myself or behind myself here. 2019, 2020. <laughs> um, let's talk about Brandon Tanev here before we get to the uh, code word to get 50 Jets rewards. Um, Brandon Tanev scored his career high 13th goal. He's got goals in back-to-back games. He's got a career high 11 assists as well. Uh, both those points coming against uh, Ottawa in a shorthanded situation. But gentlemen, a guy that signed a one-year deal here in the off season is really I don't know. I don't want to see he's jacking up his price a little bit here, but he he's been extremely valuable in all in all facets of the game outside of the power play for the Winnipeg Jets this year. I think valuable is a good way to put it. He's done uh, pretty much anything you could ask of a guy like that, and he he goes out there and gives it a hundred and ten, hundred and fifty percent, whatever he's got. Uh, and yeah, like you, you just talk about the the speed that he has. I know it's something that we talk about, but just to see the way he just kind of pulls away from uh, the Ottawa Senators power play uh, guys in the in the first period to go score that first one. And then he's first on the puck after a clear mm-hmm. to set up Tyler Myers for the second uh, short-handed goal. So, I mean, he's just had a, a fantastic season. Yeah, you know, obviously uh, he the, the, the breakaway speed that he had, I, I can't remember the defenseman that from Ottawa when he scored the short-handed goal was, you know, I thought any, any normal player, you know, that was a 50-50 puck and, he just took off and like a bat out of hell and crashed into the boards. It looked like it hurt, kind of. Glad he was all right. But uh, you know, just love watching him. I love watching him play. Uh, mm-hmm. I find some nights when you know things are, you know, feel like you're skating in quicksand a little bit. Things aren't going well. It always seems to be Brandon Tanev. Well, he's looking normal. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's great to see him having a good year. Uh, whenever Brandon Tanev goes down, you just now you just expect him to get up. I think him and Josh Morris here in that department. Uh, Morrissey gets hurt. He's up in like two seconds, shakes it off. But uh, you know, it's, it, it's it's rare to see anybody uh, it, them stay with uh, Tanev and Morrissey to stay down longer than that. We're not going to talk about this anymore because I want to get the jinxing. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood for all of us. And Tyler, thank you for doing that as well. Uh, some housekeeping, of course, take care of. Go to jetsrewards.ca. And the code word for this day is Zamboni. Last week, Tyler just blasted the word out. <laughs> You're saying it with less emphasis this time on that one. So, of course, Zamboni is the word. Punch that in. You get 50 Jets rewards. Thank you so much for listening to uh, Ground Control. So, uh, because Andrew Harris was such a fine guest and uh, took up a lot of time, that'll do it for us. Uh, gentlemen, you guys are heading out on the road. A very interesting road trip ahead. The last road trip ahead of the trade deadline. And we wonder if there's going to be any new Jets to be talking about when we get together for our next podcast, uh, which will come next Monday. Appreciate everybody listening. Thanks so much for listening to Ground Control. We'll talk to you next week. This has been Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com.